Uh, yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the Brazy Bunch Podcast. It's your boy Moose Mancino, and I'm right now. I'm tired, Moose man. Um, my my energy is low, but I'm picking it up, man. The pie going. I'm relying on the pot to pick it up, dog. Uh, we here in the building. It's episode two twenty four. I got my nigga C's in the building. What's up, man? See, it's been a minute. I'm I'm happy to pop with my boys. I got some. It's some things we missed. A lot of things, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear some uh interesting opinions and hot takes. We did, man, and I'm I'm, I'm actually kind of glad we missed last week because last week could have got kind of problematic with the stories. Um, so it might have just been God saving us from getting real problematic and getting canceled, dog. <laughs> On some action, <laughs> but we got my nigga done in the building. Man. Yes, sir, man. It's your boy Donny, man, aka the Roberto Clemente of podcasting, man. It's good to be back. Mm, okay. All right, explain, explain, Roberto Clemente. <laughs> Hey man, he's he's the Puerto Rican prince, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you know he's a legend in this, you know, in the game. People don't talk about Roberto enough. I feel. I, I feel That's like back in, I feel like back when we were in like middle school and shit, he was that nigga. They would have him in the books and in the social studies books and stuff. They don't talk about him like uh, Jackie, and I feel like he should be somewhat up there. For some reason, Good. I thought he was talking about Bartolo Colon. Okay. Come on, bro. <laughs> hey, 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 big, big ups to him, though. But come on, man. Hey, Roberto. No, that's real shit. Hey, legend. Uh, but no, nah, I, I feel that, man. Um, how niggas doing, man? Here, healthy. Uh, and in good spirit so far. I mean, it's, you know, short week this week. It's, we're getting close to the holiday season for work, which is necessary. I feel like everybody starts to punt the work. It's mm. a little lighter, and I need that. PTO is cool, but I prefer when everybody is off. So I don't got to see my emails getting get more cl- uh, clustered. Yeah, I'm I'm glad my um my creative director told us this week gonna be light, so I'm looking forward to it. Anytime we get a light week, it's cool. Um, I don't know, man. I'm definitely looking forward to the end of the year. Um, definitely getting into this. Little groove and shit, man. But I'm glad to be back, man. I took a little trip last week. I feel good. Mm. Feel refreshed. Uh, you gotta, you gotta cool, talk man. about it, man. Right, Cause yeah, were you were you paint us, uh, a, paint us a picture? No, they're saying you know ATL will never die as long as the boys are alive. That's what. I'm <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? That's what they were saying, man. It was getting crazy down there. No, uh, the fest was cool, man. I, I've never been around that many people in my life, uh, and the festivals. I told y'all, man, fest, niggas too old for festivals, bro. It's just too much walking, too much standing. My back was on fucking fire. My legs was on fire. Uh, but as far as like the the performances, man, it was, it was crazy being able to see that many cold artists at one time. Like I can check off my list: Meg, Brent Fires, uh. Janet Jackson, Key Glock was there. Uh, I thought I saw Key Glock before. Um, who was it? Nigga, see. Uh, Project Pat. Uh, Keith, Keith didn't show up, man. I was sick, dog. Uh, like everybody was lined up for Keith. I made sure to get there early, too. And like the last second, it was like, Keith, uh, not gonna perform. And I was like, fuck, bro. But overall, man, it was good. Uh, Bryson Tiller was there. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool, man. I, I really had fun out there. I do not fuck with the city of Atlanta, just in general. Um, okay. All right, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, for real, bro. It's just too expensive. 
um, I fuck with like certain areas and shit, but it's like niggas was paying like forty dollar cover to get in bars and shit, bro. Like, Damn. yeah, it was nuts, dog. It was it's just too expensive to just live and just do regular shit. Um, but yeah, it, it was cool, man. I had fun. Um, you know, we popped out a little bit on Friday and then um did the fest and shit on on on, on the weekend. So cool. Was, cool there, was there anybody you saw at the fest that you wish you didn't? That I wish I did not. Because, uh, yeah. you know, some sometimes like the set itself can just be so, so man. Like not nobody said I saw some clips of that and it just didn't look, you know, I mean, that's how he performed. though. but it's like, yeah, you know, I could just sat in a car and listen to this. No, nah, that's that's true. Kodak's was this air because um, he wasn't really performing. I mean, he performed a couple songs that he actually didn't use the vocals, the backing vocals on. But I was just like, all right, it's Kodak. Um. Other than that, everybody really gave good performances. Jada's was good. Um, my favorite was probably Brent Fias. Brent Fias shit was decent. I'm mad they had the dream so early. Uh, cause that didn't. I mean, it was good, but it didn't really give the vibes like you wanted to. Like if he had like the late night, like Brent had, I feel like the vibes really would have been there. Yeah, I'm not trying to stand in the field and listen to the dream at. One and <laughs> no, that's real that's shit. Not, that's not the vibes I need. I don't know. I feel like that would be if you perform. What's that shit? Lemon dropper. <laughs> what's that one song? What lemon dropper? Y'all know what's that performing B sides in the morning. Though? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that shit. Wait, did you see uh, Kendrick? Yeah, Kendrick was good too. Kendrick was good too. Yeah, I was mad he didn't uh bring out uh Baby King. That was the only thing I was mad about. But it, as far as performance, that that shit was cool. Yeah. Did Kendrick do the um that argument song? Is that is, is that in his set list? No, it wasn't it wasn't a lot of uh uh Mr. Morrell songs. He had N95 and it was like probably one or two more. But outside of that, it was a lot of uh Good Kid Mad City. Um and uh what's the second album? No, actually a lot of damn too. Mostly damn on there. So I don't know. It kind of gave me the question: like, is "Damn" his best project? Hmm. I think so. I mean, at least more, at least best performing. Yeah, maybe that's it. Oh. Yeah, I think the songs are just a little bit more easy to perform. Yeah, people want to yeah. hear. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it was it was solid, man. Uh, probably the last. Well, I got a festival. <laughs> I got to go to a festival this week, so that'll probably oh. be my last festival. What's this? Uh, Which one is this one? That this one is the Honeyland Fest. That's in Sugarland. They got like Miguel and Mary J. Blige and uh, fucking Coco Jones and Tim's and shit. So oh, Tim's was cool too. She was thick as hell. <laughs> and was she covered in the cloth? She found Jesus, right? She found God now. No, I didn't hear that. But no, she wasn't covered at all. She had like a lace like bodysuit on. I was like, whoa, hold on now. Because I could have swore she said something about like that new song she put out. Um, she won't put out one a couple weeks ago, right? And it was about like God steering her to walk on water or something like that. What? No, I didn't. Okay. Damn. Okay. Them, Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> for uh, yeah. for Spellhouse and shit, was was the Deltas turning up down there? You you, you uh, see any sororities going nuts? We actually didn't see because we didn't go to like the the um, activities for Spellhouse, but they were around like, you know, the people were popping around, out around the city. Like we went to Toast on Linux um, 
which is like this little brunch restaurant and they were out in there and shit but we didn't go to the actual like uh tailgate or nothing like that so um but um, they were down there though it was a whole bunch of people down there so um like i said that that fest was for a wall-to-wall people and it was cool because there was no fights no issues no drama and that was dope but like like i said after a long day of like drinking and walking around and standing and shit like that you'd be so tired you'd be like bro i'm ready to just go home dog so mm-hmm. it was cool man it was cool and definitely shit. a nice little getaway how was y'all week well yeah i was about to say we ain't having pot because both of y'all was on the move don't man. don't have bopped out too man got to, went to the desert man visit uh that boy badfield oh man, yeah shut up it's crazy you gotta see the nice. compound Oh, <laughs> he living, man. Yep. And the scenery is nice, bro. He like out like in the mountains it, at night. That shit looks beautiful, man. I was like, I was just thinking to myself, if I didn't have so many vices and so little self-control, no, I, would, <laughs> I would live out there, bro. I would. I just couldn't do it. I know myself. I know myself. It would not end well if, if I moved out there. But yeah, it, it was real nice. Uh, we went to uh, see Travis. Um you already know he puts on a show, man. It's yeah, it's it's insane. He, he killed Did it. Did the song sound better perform? Um, for the album, the oh. album already started to grow on me. There, there were songs like he did modern jam. The way he was dancing to that shit just made me. Feel <laughs> <laughs> he was dancing like he was on purse, bro. He was going crazy. Um, but he didn't. You know, I, the songs that he performed from the album are all the songs I like. Like he performed Fiend. Uh, mm-hmm. meltdown. Um, all the hype shit. He closed out with that song with Future and Scissor, which was wild. Was, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he was yeah. just singing that shit back to his <laughs> to his dressing room. I was like, all right, you know you <laughs> but it, but it was <laughs> but it was cool. He, he always puts on a show. I feel like I'm always going to want to see uh, a Travis show. So no, yeah, okay, it, it was okay. a solid time. It was definitely solid. Um, I went to. Yachty on Friday and uh, I seen a nigga with the One Music Fest shirt on and, mm-hmm. and we were uh, so you know for Yachty I, I really liked his last album so I gotta make sure mm-hmm. you know I'm nice and high for that bitch so you know what I'm saying I pull out my shit I'm about to I pull out my you know what? Yeah, clarify that. Clarify that. You know, I, I'm about all the vices. Like, man, what you, <laughs> you know, what I'm so I pull out the medicine, you know, and this nigga, he's literally standing right next to me with the one music shirt on. He pulls out his, he pulls out the big boy blunt. I'm talking about the big dog. I'm like, all right, he put my shit to shame, dog. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> smoke next to this nigga. So he pull, so he pulls his uh, blunt out. So we, we both smoking. I look to the right. I see security just come. I'm like, what the fuck? What's what this about? So as soon as I see him, I inhale. They go straight to him. They escort this nigga out. Bro, when I tell you I held that smoke in my mouth for a good five minutes, bro. I was standing there there with a full thing of smoke just in my mouth, just waiting for these niggas to leave. As soon as they're like out my peripheral, I exhale the biggest thing of smoke. Niggas is dying. But man, I I felt sorry for dude, man. I didn't didn't want him to get kicked out, man. He gave smoking shows? 
Nah. Nah. No, but, but the thing do is, it, like, but nah, you know. Yeah, and you, for the most part, I've I never seen security move this way before because they was getting everybody up out of there. Like, they, they wasn't playing. Usually, you mm-hmm. can kind of get away with it, but mm-hmm. yeah, they, uh, thank God, you know, shout out to the powers that be for keeping me in there. But it was a decent show, too. Uh, I've, Yachty put on a, a solid show. He uh, he had like his live band and everything. It, it was going crazy, man. Yeah, as much as uh, as much as I've been kind of frustrated with Yachty being like a Drake dick rider, like this nigga has been improving uh, musically. Like, and he's been putting out some solid ass music and performance wise. Like, I've been liking his energy. So, mm-hmm. um, I could I could definitely see that. Um, what was I about to say? Sees, what about you, man? Shit, I ain't really getting nothing. Been you low. Chilling? Yeah, I'm trying to think if anything happened, man. I ain't really had no motion, at least that I can remember. So I was at the crib, you know what I'm saying, resting a little bit, watching these games. Nothing too crazy. Oh, okay. Nigga getting ready for Thanksgiving and shit, man. You preparing your plate? You know, I really don't even care about Thanksgiving. I don't really fuck with the no, turkey like man, that. What is going on? We losing recipes. I mean, like Thanksgiving is cool, but all I really want to do is like, I want give me some mac, give me some mac and cheese, give me some ham, give me like a decent little roll. I take some greens, give me like one plate of that, and put me back on a couch with some drinking and some games. And that's really just how I want to kick it. But that's really the dream always. Or you, or if you just you don't do nothing and you get you like like a nice little pan from Sharks. Come on, man. Thanksgiving hit different when you got some lemon pepper. Now I remember when um I remember when I was uh I first moved down here, like every Thanksgiving I would just get a fucking this is it plate. And those are some of the best Thanksgivings I've had in my life. And that's sad to say. But just chilling, just not doing bro. nothing, watching football with a this is it play, bro. Bro, good food, low stress. Low, oh, you you not overly stimulated. You not trying to run around. You just you just there vibing. That's that's how you really be grateful when you just got a moment to just be like take everything in. You don't got no obligations. You don't really got to go nowhere. You can just sit in your joy. That that's it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, other than that, man, any any other thoughts on uh what's going on and any other anything else to say before we get into these topics? <sighs> No man, it's been a while. Let's do it. All right, man. What are we starting at? Um. Well, you were in Atlanta, so were you running around with Keith Lee or Dwight <laughs> <No>. Howard? <laughs> no, okay, okay. Well, don't, don't, don't chill out. <laughs> uh, but nah, I was there when the whole Keith Lee thing was happening, and I ain't gonna lie. Like I said in the beginning, bro, I don't fuck. And it might, I might, I was only out there for four days. So I, of course, I didn't touch every part of Atlanta. It's, I'm pretty sure it's, it's great parts of Atlanta. So I'm just making pod talk when I say I hate Atlanta. But uh, I didn't have a good experience with like the restaurants, with the bars. I don't, I don't know why it's so unpleasant the, the places that, that I went. So what was it like in the restaurants? What, what, what were the things that you didn't mess with? Um, I thought the service was kind of crazy. Uh, the prices were nuts, bro. It was eleven dollars for a side of macaroni, G. <laughs> 
Okay, I see. What, Eleven dollars, bro. I see what they on. Niggas spent one hundred and eighty-two dollars in there, bro. What? How many people? One hundred eighty-two. It was one, two, three, four, four. Okay, did you, you get, did you guys have drinks? No, we didn't even sit in there. We got to go. We got one entree oh, each. Okay, hold on, <laughs> bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, when the, when the charge came through, I'm like, what the fuck? Is this $182? And so, yeah, I start having to, like, calculate stuff for everybody, and I hate to be that person. Normally, I'm just like, all right, we could split it or whatever. But, nah, this was $182. We we getting it itemized, like, what everybody bought. Uh, So, nah, it's just, bro, I didn't, and a $40 cover at the bar, like, and then I still got to pay this high ass tax on the drinks. Uh, no, I don't fuck with Atlanta, bro. It's it just not for me, bro. So it's a real going out city. Well, I guess for the context, Keith Lee um, did his little food tour in Atlanta last week. Um, he also complained about the customer service, um, how his family was treated, the wait times, the inability to kind of order in advance. Uh, some of those restaurants decided to buck back. Which is always a terrible thing. Like, I know we we support we're supposed to support black business, but some of these black businesses just be nigging. <laughs> Don't say they be nigging, bro. They be, I'm, I was, because um, I know the one place he went to was called like the Real Milk and Honey. Mm. He you know put up a complaint about him, and like you know he was pretty much fair, I guess you can say in, in his review. And then they made a video looking at the phone talking about who is he? Like that's that's nigging. Right, like yeah. I feel like as a businessman and an entrepreneur, like you're gonna get negative feedback, and how you choose, if especially if you see in the comments, like everybody else in your city who is normally there, is kind of responding with the same negativity, to then choose that's how you're gonna address, I guess, the backlash or or the negativity, as if you're being toned, you're choosing to be tone deaf or not make any chance or changes. That's that's to some extent that's just nigga. You just want people to except how you treat them and be good with your food, which isn't mm-hmm. really going to work. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's why I said, I'm pretty sure there are some places in Atlanta that are good. I just didn't go to them um, because sure. I don't want to overgeneralize all of Atlanta because I'm pretty sure they're good people in Atlanta. They're good restaurants. They get service in certain parts that I just didn't experience. Um, but I understand. I mean, I've never been against the Keith Lee thing. All he's doing is putting his experience on his TikTok. I mean, you can either listen and don't listen. And that's what it is. Like, I don't understand why people are getting so emotional about, like, what he does. Um, he seemed to be very polarizing. Like, he got Ocho Cinco came out and made a video about him. I'm, I mean, he, he was talking to him about on the podcast. Um and it's just like, bro, either listen or don't listen, bro. All he doing is going there and saying how what his experience was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're saying he's tearing down businesses with his reviews. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know how they gave him all this power, but he's I saw some restaurants were printing off flyers and putting it out front talking about Keith Lee approved. <laughs> <laughs> I had a picture of him giving the thumbs up. That's the new rating system and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how much of his reviews uh, were were affected by it just being a crazy weekend in Atlanta. That's Because it seems yeah. like it because a lot of people were down there. I, I, it, it was it was so much going mm-hmm. on. So I don't know if that could affected some of the customer service. Like, I know a lot of people agreed 
with uh, what he had to say, but I just want to know if that had any type of effect on it as well. It, I feel like even to that point, it it speaks more volumes that if he's speaking on his singular experience, which I guess you could say maybe happened during that busy weekend, mm-hmm. people are coming back and saying, no, oh, this is like the normal. Like, this is always how they move. This is how they treat us. Like, mm-hmm. this is what they do when I'm glad finally somebody's like able to call them out so they can be held accountable for it. Yeah. I was about to say, I, I felt like it was more locals agreeing. Like it was some locals that they going to ride for their city regardless and buck back against it. But it was a lot of locals saying, yeah, that's, that's how it is in Atlanta. It's like this fake celebrity culture. And you know, with me, even in places like in, in Houston and do that, like Turkey leg hut and other little spots that have that like quote unquote celebrity culture, I don't fuck with that. So I don't I don't like going to those places. So no, it don't matter where I'm at. If y'all have that type of culture and that type of service, I'm not really fucking with it. Cause I mean it didn't affect a lot of little bars and clubs and stuff like that, no matter where you at, Miami, Houston, Atlanta, Chicago. Like I'm just not one for that type of shit. Yeah. Anytime anybody who reuses like small personal do say a Patron bottles to put slushies in there, I already know. Bruh. <laughs> they be doing that in taste, bro. No, what's it called? Kitchen and cocktails or whatever that shit is called. Yeah. Man, they that shit was thirty five dollars. All they did was wash out a douce bottle that they use and put some slushy in it, bro. I was like, y'all niggas, <laughs> y'all got me again. The one issue I had with Keith Lee was I, I, I didn't like the. Um, all right, I'll send my family in. They get told a to wait time. I walk my ass in and all of a sudden they give me the, you know, they have a table and I'm like, why you guys got a table? You know how the game goes. Yeah. I don't know why he's acting like, <laughs> like, bro, you walked your ass in there like, all right, look, let me answer now. This is my family can't get a table. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what's going to happen. So the fact that he's like, yeah, I, I was questioning why this happened. Yo, celebrities, uh, reviewers, you're going to get that treatment. You know what I'm saying? That's never gonna end. I'm I'm sorry. That's gonna be available, you know, to the end of time. And when I get up and when I become a celebrity, I want that to still be there. <laughs> well, I guess it also is different if that's like what you're going for. I mean, because usually that's a part of his whole experience. Is he like he tries to paint it as like I'm just I don't want him to sauce put no extra sauce on this food for me. I want to taste however they're cooking it for the same regular individual person. And that shit dead, bro. He needs to realize that shit's dead for him. You're not a regular person no more. Yeah, I mean, but it, I think he's, like C is saying, I think he's looking at it through the mindset of a regular person. Like, he's imagining you. Say you go to the barber, and you get there, and Fat Joe walked through the door, and your barber like, hey, no, Fat Joe just walked in, so I gotta cut him up before you. How would you feel? I, I'd be upset, but also that's fat. That's fat joke. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like the restaurant he went to that that happened. They said it was an hour wait for his family, five minutes for him, but they didn't have like a waiting area, so you basically just have to wait outside. Mm. Yeah, man. I don't. 
I, I think it's just a normal behavior. I think it gets abnormal when people start threatening him. Like, they talking about he getting death threats and shit like that. If you send a death threats over, like, macaroni and cheese and shit like that, you need to be in an insane asylum, bro. Like, there's something wrong with you, bro. This shit ain't this serious. The restaurant game wild, bro. <laughs> he do got power, bro. He can shut down that restaurant if he want. So you might have to send the goons like, hey, bro, up that rating. <laughs> <laughs> the greens is at least a seven nine, bro. <laughs> the thing that we I sometimes forget is I, I, I do want to see Keith Lee have to fight one of these restaurant employees. Like I, I want, I want them to to think he pussy because remember he still got that MMA background. So I, I do want to see like I do want to see one of them like try to press him. He just like kick him in the neck and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a wrap for Keith Lee after that boy. yeah I th- his demeanor I don't want to ever see him snap on nobody bro like he got one of those like quiet villain demeanors that if you take him too far he might kill you bro <laughs> yeah. you know, they gonna have to pull him off the person he beating on he just not gonna stop <laughs> I'm trying to tell these niggas God bless them every video and that's how they gonna do me <laughs> <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely seemed like a nigga that don't got an off switch once he get going. <laughs> Start taking out the whole restaurant. <laughs> Ew, yeah. <laughs> Bro, he started knocking that nigga's out left and right. Yeah, but hey, man, they, they didn't have to do all that, bro. They, I think they was just doing a lot. Uh, let that man just go to his. I guess he was talking about canceling his food tour because niggas was wilding so much in Atlanta. Uh, but let that man just go and like eat food, bro. Like, what y'all on? Chill up on my nigga, bro. Hey, this is gonna be random. But speaking of not stopping to get beaten on, this is 17, 18 year old in Florida who's facing 30 for beating his teacher over her taking his switch. I saw that. That happened Nintendo a while switch. ago. He, he was, uh, um, yeah, he's like mentally handicapped. Did, did he like? Well, he just beat her ass, or this was yeah, he beat her unconscious. It was it was it was a oh. it was a hard video to watch. Um, you know, because like I said, he has mental issues. Um, and yeah, he, she took the switch and he like ran down on her and like beat her. Like she's legit. Like it looks like she's lifeless on the floor. Um, yeah, so he's facing thirty. And it's sad because I mean that he's gonna get he's gonna get some time like in heavy mm-hmm. time most likely, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just like how do you calculate what he is going through mentally into the sentencing and it's hard with that video out there to do that honestly. Yeah, it's if you watch that video, you like it's it's hard to say like he shouldn't at least be somewhere where he's receiving like help around the clock. Thirty lashes. Yeah, I ain't gonna oh, say last year. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, that video was tough to watch. I ain't gonna start with you. Uh hey man, this Nori shit, bro. Uh, we spoke about this before, bro. And I respect Nori, I respect his platform, but he's taking advantage of people, bro. Mm. Like to have Kodak on there, Kodak is clearly going through a substance abuse issue. Uh, issues right now and to have him on there it's just like I feel like you're taking advantage of people when you do this it's the same thing with the Kanye interview when he was clearly going through a uh, an episode to have him on there and just spew out whatever he was spewing 
the same thing happened with this Kodak interview, and I just can't respect that, bro. I respect Nori. I don't respect him taking advantage of people on this platform, um, which is all already a dangerous little dynamic because your whole dynamic is like getting people drunk, having them say whatever. But to have somebody who's dealing with substance abuse issues to get them on there, get drunk and say whatever, I I, I just can't respect that. I don't know how y'all feel, but I just can't respect that. Did, did you guys uh, both watch the whole interview? I didn't watch no the whole interview. Chance. I saw clips. Yeah. Oh, same here. And I, I, I couldn't even understand what Kodak was saying in the clips that I saw. It was I, I don't even know how you even continue that interview because clearly Nori didn't understand what he was saying most of the time either mm-hmm. from the clips that I saw. I, it's a tough one. I feel like in this instance, you carry out the interview, but you don't release it. I think if if I think if I was in that position, that's how I'd go about it. Mm-hmm. Because after a while, you would realize like this and this isn't it. This isn't right. As far as him coming to the platform and drinking or, or smoking or whatever, I I don't know if I could put that blame on Nori because that's that's just what his platform is, and these artists know what it is when they get there, and their people know mm-hmm. what it is when it when they get there. So. Some blame needs to be put on the people around Kodak for that. But I think after the fact, if I'm Nori, I'm, I, I wouldn't drop it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, again, like you said, some of you definitely has to go to, I guess, whoever he's moving around with. There should be some, I guess, understanding on kind of what state he's in. Um, but again, if you if we book you for, I guess, this interview and you show up how you choose to show up, I, to some extent, I guess I can't understand to see how hit from his point perspective. It's like, well, should I shut this whole thing down because you showed up off of whatever you're on? Like now I got to waste this whole day. I already paid everybody. I got all this stuff going on. Like might as well just keep going. I I feel like it's, I don't know. It, it's difficult because like Drink Champs is, I guess, a noticeable platform, but you kind of also have to know what you're getting from there. Um, and I feel like even going in, you have to know or understand kind of what you're going to get from, from Kodak also. Um, so I don't know if I want to necessarily put the blame on Nori for releasing it. Um, Cause I guess I can, to some extent from a creator perspective, I can understand why he or why. Yeah. Probably why he would have continued to go forward with it. Yeah. I, I'm just saying like, I understand the, the opportunity with it like Kodak is one of the biggest artists of of this newer generation um and to have him on there is just a, a major look but I think as an elder statesman of hip-hop if we are to respect you as an elder statesman of hip-hop you have to limit damage and it's the same thing that I said with the Kanye shit it's just like you knew what Kanye was doing and the fact that you not brought Kanye on once, but saw what he was saying on the first one, and it was like, oh, we need some more of that, and brought him on again shows me how you moving out here. And I just don't respect that, bro. Like, I'm not going to have somebody, especially somebody that I respect, on to make a fool out of themselves on my platform. Because once that person sobers up or moves on or whatever, if that person ever gets to that point, 
I would expect that person to look back on it like, dog, why would you do that? It's like me uh, me being with one of y'all, y'all drunk as hell, talking crazy or doing something crazy, and I got y'all on camera. You don't expect me to, like, when you sober up and you see that I'm, like, showing people that, you're like, nigga, why would you do that? So it's just one of those situations. Yeah, and I understand it from the uh, yay perspective, but do you think that Nori knew that Kodak would show up in this way prior to the to the interview? I think if you tapped in, especially Nori, it lives in Miami now. DJ FN lives in Miami, is a Miami native. They tapped in, so they know what, what's going on with Kodak right now. Like we from the outside looking in, we have no Miami ties. We, we outside looking in, we can we know that Kodak is going through a serious little thing right now. So that's why I don't I, I don't absolve I, 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 them of that. Even, even I guess on that point, like I don't know if I would even say from the outside, like if I would say I know he's going through something. I mean, because I guess I don't I don't follow his social medias and such, so I don't really see too much of him. But uh, I, I don't want to say I guess like we it's known that he's somewhat had somewhat of an, a, a substance abuse problem. But, you know, I mean, I guess you, you're going to know he's going to be on something. And I guess you never really kind of know what it's going to be or to what extent is it going to impact him? Um, I mean, because I guess if he's alleged this hypothetical, if he's on pills and he shows up on pills and he's acting like he's on pills, I guess it's, I guess if this is just how you're moving, it's it does make it like it's a little bit difficult to, I guess, force Nori to kind of make a judgment call on, is he going to sober up and do we need to stop this because this isn't who he is or to who he shouldn't be trying to be representing as, but if he just continues to move forward in this way, then it's also, I'm trying to, uh, I guess, be a little overprotective of him when it's, if he just continues to go to other outlets and does more interviews in this same state, then it's potentially like I wasted an opportunity trying to look out for somebody when this just kind of, I guess how they're showing up. Now, like I said, I'm I, I can see both sides, and I I definitely see y'all sides on it. Um, how like it could have been like he he just didn't know how far Kodak was gone. Um, but like I think just my thing is if you see that interview, you see these parts, like you going over the footage, you like nah, I, I we shouldn't do that. It's like the was it the Breakfast Club that had a, a interview with Ye and Jeezy. Or who had that interview with Ye and Jeezy and they was just like, we're, we're never putting that out. Oh, the shock. The shock. Mm-hmm. Because they exercise caution. It's just like, we we see Kanye saying some destructive ass shit that shouldn't be put out there. Or like we see him... I, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that he's he's talking about a community that we, we just don't want to be aligned with what he's saying. And that's true. But also, I'm just I'm just speaking in general to that point, though, like you have the the chance and pulse to be like, this doesn't need to be out. Well, again, I guess it's back to that specifically. Um, I guess the only difference would be you have LeBron James in his organization and we have to think about who he's aligned with, who he's backed by, kind of who would be more so impacted by what he the blowback that he would personally receive by from letting Ye do that on his platform versus Nori 
and who he may be, who he may or may not be backed by and the impact of releasing that may have on him. I mean, LeBron is going to know, like, this is just going to be bad for business as a whole. Nori, it, it, I mean, it clearly hasn't been in any sort as he's done Yay, and then he did Kodak. His can level of concern or things that I think he needs to consider outside of just for the artist himself or the, I guess the alliances he may have are extremely different. And I think you can, I mean, that's something that could, you know, visibly be seen. Yeah, they got uh, they got LeBron as like the face of the Israel conflict. Did y'all see that tweet that AJ, AJC put out? Mm. Oh god! They were like, if LeBron can do it, so can you. Uh, and I guess that's saying like, because uh, you know LeBron put out well, LeBron in uh, what's the uh production company? Spring Spring oh, uh, Spring Hill. Spring Hill. Yeah, Spring Hill put to put out like a joint statement condemning Hamas and all that stuff. Um, so they were pointing to that. They were like, if LeBron can like come out and condemn Palestine, uh, Palestine and Hamas, then so can you. And I was like, oh, no, that ain't that ain't it. If I was brought up, be like, don't put me in this shit, bro. Yeah, this is, uh, that's just tricky, bro. Yeah. So, uh, because of course, uh, I, I mean, we said it when it first came out. We don't support like terroristic acts is killing like innocent people but I, I made my sense clear I do not stand with uh, Israel and how they doing people in Palestine and Gaza so that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah this is it's, this is a wild thing I just seen a video uh, of these like um, these people eating bagels and they must have took down like a, a Hamas um, hostages sign to 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 bring them home, and this one dude was like recording mm-hmm. them, like, <laughs> and they were just snapping. Oh yeah, they had them on a New York Post. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, they put them on a New York Post, the front page. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. Michael Rappaport the was time. offering like a reward and shit. <laughs> it's crazy. My, bro. my thing is, I I'm I'm not even going to just pick a side in this in that situation, but I'm like, if if you're gonna tear down a sign. I feel like you should at least stand in your shit because that's an action. You know what I'm saying? That's that's an action of you. If you feel that way, stand in it. That that would be my only thing. Like, you know, like it's an action. Like, just stand in it. Don't be like, go away. You know, at this point, you you made the choice to tear down a sign. And if somebody approached you on it, you don't have to stand in it. Yeah. I mean, that 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 situation is very like. Polarizing. You know I mean, it's, it's it's opposition on both sides, like saying what should happen because it's complicated. It's just like, like I said earlier, of course we don't want people killing innocent people, but I mean, it's it's been a complicated situation for years, and just taking one side blindly just because we that's what we're supposed to take, it, it just never made sense to me. So, uh, but. Anything else on that Nori and Kodak situation? I know Ray J got involved because I, apparently, like Ray J took Kodak to Donald Trump's house, um, and he Ray J got involved because he commented on the on the clip of uh, Kodak on on uh, Drink Champs, and he said this man obviously needs help. Like I took him mm-hmm. to Donald Trump's house and he was wilding over there. They he was embarrassed and shit like that. Kodak clapped back saying he had beat his ass and. He doesn't have a substance. He denied he has a substance abuse issue. Um, 
Yeah, and so it, it just getting messy. I, I I don't even understand how that became a thing. Like, who asked Ray J to take Kodak over Donald Trump's house? How how did Ray J get involved in this situation? His initial statements of you know he clearly needs help. Like we shouldn't be doing this. I appreciated that because it's like all right, he's he like you like you are. He was kind of making a call. Like this is somebody who could probably use some help, use some assistance. Then uh, hearing Ray J say he took Kodak to Donald Trump's house made me really confused. Mm, yeah, I, I don't understand how that came about. Like, who put together that link up of uh, Ray J and Donald Trump? <laughs> but it's Ray J, man. He's he's lived an interesting life. Um, I wanted to kind of pivot into something I also felt a way about. Um, I don't know how y'all felt about it, but uh, Kai Sanat, he's a um, a streamer right now, very popular streamer. I think the most popular streamer on Twitch. Um, young guy, I think he's about 20, 21, 22, somewhere around there. Um, but he had this week, he, he does like different little ideas. Sometimes he'll do like a 48 hour live stream where he'll film himself on live stream for like the entire day. He switched it up this week and did a seven day live stream in prison where he put like this mock prison up and him and a lot of different like streamers, celebrities. Uh, I think like Drewski was in there. RDC world was in there. Like the skit guys. Um, Tiana Trump who was in there. Tiana Trump was in there. Uh, what's uh shorty is dating blue face. Krishan was in there. So it was just a lot of different little D list celebrities in there. Um, acting like they were locked up for seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was initially I, I, most of the people I follow are older, around my age, or maybe a couple years older or younger. Their reaction was uh, mostly negative, like, "Why are you doing this lame shit?" But it was a lot of I saw some reaction from some younger people like, look, it's just content. It's just entertainment. It's just like somebody we've we've seen like Drewski do jail skits. We've seen uh, jail movies, jail little uh, YouTube videos and shit like that. Why is this any different from that? What do you all think about this seven days in prison live stream? Um, uh, I guess I was going to say I, initially seeing it, I I was a little confused um because it seemed like very much of a choice and of course again i don't know how you live stream jail i didn't watch any of it um so i'm not really sure but i guess i do understand the sentiments of you guys are glorifying i don't want to say even glorifying but you're, you're making jail seem like it's okay it's going to be fun when i guess they're also saying like as as a 22 year old if your core audience is you know mid-teens they're going to interpret what you're doing differently than somebody who's in their early thirties is. Um, so painting that picture doesn't really make sense. I think just overall as a whole, like it's, I, I think he was trying to get on his like Mr. B shit. Um, but I, I don't know. It just, I think it's just like a, a, a string. It's, I don't know. It's, it's just a disconnect. I think in between the generations, like I, I didn't feel completely negative about it, but I do understand why somebody would, but I also like I wasn't necessarily a full fan of this idea, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I've never been to jail, luckily. 
or prison. So my take on this might be different than someone who has. But I, I look at it as just content. I don't see how this is any different than movies that portray jail or prison, TV shows that portray jail or prison, fucking them reality show prison shows. I don't see the difference. I look at it as just content. I feel like if if people have a problem with that, I would expect them to have a problem with every movie or TV show that depicts prison and jail. And if that's if that's what y'all standing on, then I respect it. I mean, I, I can see how people could feel a way about how prison and jail is being depicted, you know, to people and if it's authentic or not. But for me, that shit is just content. And I don't, I don't see an issue with it, you know, this has been done forever and I'm, I'm not just uh, get upset now. Okay. I, I have a big problem with it, bro. Uh, yes. Yes. Jail has been portrayed in like reality shows. Say you got the guy that's going to the most dangerous prisons, but we see the realities of prison in there. We see people, him walking around and talking to people that straight up say, I'm a rapist and he's living with rapists and he fears for his life in there. Kaisa not when these kids are looking at him, they're seeing him chilling in jail where he can lay up with women, where he's in there with a fucking comedian Drewski just having fun and making up shit. That's not the reality of prison, bro. Like the reality of prison is fearing for your life every day. Um, and I, I think that's the most harmful thing. Like, it'll be a kid in there that um, thinks, like, that's how prison really is, bro. Like, I mean, obviously, they know it's gonna be some stark differences. Like, I'm not going to be able to have women in there and stuff like that. But they think it's just like a I'm with my niggas. I'm, I'm just out there hanging out type shit. And that's not what it is. I want us to bring this clip up because um, this this really hit me on like the stark differences of like the, the live stream, like what people think prison is like and what prison is actually like. And I think this dude was speaking on here. He was on a uh, 85 South. He was speaking about prison. Um, it's, it's a little short clip, um, but it really tells you like prison ain't nowhere you want to be, bro. So let me, let me bring this up real fast. Uh, the way they portray prison, like on movies and the document, bro, it, Listen, bruh, nah, you know what I'm saying? The day of my mom's, God bless the dead, you know what I'm saying? My mom's was like, um, baby, 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 just don't mess with nobody and nobody ain't gonna do nothing to you. You feel me? It don't work like that. Bro. What? Nah, bruh, like, you got to click up with somebody. Right, yeah. You can try to play the cut and be chilling by yourself if you want to, you feel me? But if your hands ain't on that level, that ain't happening. And you gotta understand, man, like, I was a kid, bro. You know what I'm saying? So here I am, 14, in a cell with dudes that's 27. You feel what I'm saying? So it was brother that name, uh, uh, I don't want to say his name. <laughs> brother had 99 years, bro. Damn. You feel me? Like, on a, when they give you your, um, like, every month, they give you, like, a paper, and they have, like, your release date on it. So the brother release date was 9999. I mean, like, he ain't never Damn. getting that. You feel what I'm saying? So you just oh damn, bro. And here you go with three years sleeping next to somebody that ain't never getting that. You feel me? So when people be like, "Oh, they don't, they don't try you, no sexual stuff and up, bro." All oh, that's a lie. 
that's how I got stabbed. <laughs> you feel me? Like when they came, they came in my room, bro. Excuse me. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? So So yeah, just seeing stuff like that. And then I it's a part two and part three where he described how he got stabbed and them trying him and shit. Um just seeing like that, bro, just and I, I'm sure y'all seen the stories before. It's just like jail ain't no game, bro. Jail is hell on earth and the worst place on this earth to be. And to make y'all in there turning up and like setting up little skits and shit, that to me, it was not funny. And I don't think niggas need to be making content like that. Yeah. No, that's valid. I, I, I also don't know or don't believe that any other, and I could be wrong, other type of jail content has made it seem to be an enjoyable experience. I mean, again, you get like scared straight, which none of that made jail seem entertaining. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely, definitely get what you're saying. I, I definitely can understand how there's power in that misconception. Um, I, I guess you would have to hope that it wouldn't make any young kid want to go to jail or not be fearful of jail. But I mean, jail is a, a terrible thing even even outside of I guess what he was describing just the fact that you gotta eat what honestly you gotta use the bathroom in front of everybody you just getting fed whatever it's many downsides but but yeah get what you're saying yeah I, yeah I would just say like what's the difference between what he's doing and what rappers are doing rappers make drug taking drugs seem fun seem cool we all know that shit's bad for you they they make killing seem cool like we all know that shit's bad for you like if we're just gonna start talking about everything that can affect children that makes stuff look cool there's hella shit in movies that looks cool but we know what's wrong so I'm just saying I mean, like, what, where, do we, where do we draw the line what, do you, what in, in a rap or in a movie would make it look cool though there's alright because that's a perception thing like that if you think watching 50 cent uh, talk about him being in jail looks cool that's your perception and you i feel like you just an idiot now if you see these if you see kai and them to turning up in jail and sleeping with women and just having a grand old time in jail that it's easy to see how that can make being in jail look cool i i don't see that because all right we're, we're talking about kids period Right. Mm-hmm. That that that's what we're fearful of. I still feel like if you have a kid in your home that looks at what Kai Sanat is doing and believes that is what jail is like, you are failing as a parent. It's 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 not like we know what content is. We know what's real. We know what's fake. It's your job as a parent to play that role and let them know what it is. Like, but bro, none of us know what jail is really like. You heard in the previous clip, she w- the mom was like, "Baby, if you leave them alone, they're gonna leave you alone." And that's not what jail is. Nobody knows what jail is, besides the nigga that's everyone, in jail. But everybody knows that a content creator <laughs> that is not really in jail, 
who who left after doing a seven week stream, we know that's not jail. We don't even have to know what jail is really like to know that it's not that is what I'm saying. And I don't I don't I just don't see the difference between what all this other content is like. There's going to be influences. There's going to be things out there that make things seem that they're not. It's it's always going to be a thing. That's where parents and family come into play and be like, yo, no, it's not like that. And if your kid believes, oh, yeah, man, jail is fun. I saw Kasanat in there with Drewski and they were doing crazy. I want to go. No, little nigga, it's not like that. It's, it's, it's not. You got to play your role, bro. It's, it's, it's the same thing with everything. It's not. I don't think. I think there's a disconnect on saying they want to go versus they feel like they can sur- they they can survive in there um because they don't see the harsh realities of prison. I'm not saying that Kai shit was like, "Oh, everybody go to jail." It's, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. It's it, the most damaging thing that Kai's stream to me did was let people know that jail is not that bad. It removes the fear that jail should have in wanting to engage or try to stay away from it as opposed to making it seem like it's a good time. Yeah. I was going to say, I guess I get what Dona's saying with like the music stuff also. It's because I mean, we, if you, I, I don't even know if this is a good example, but even if you think about like spam about you, Drake in 21, like it's, I guess it's coded speaking there. And I don't think there would be much backlash in that. And that's just a very light example. Um, But yeah, I guess a a parent would need to clarify that. But I also do get what you're saying about him doing this strips away a level level of fear. I think that should be associated with jail and be associated with having your freedom taken away. Uh, But also do understand, I guess, if you can explain like this isn't real. Like this does this isn't how jail works. You just don't go in seven days. You have fun. You come back out with your friends. Like it's it's a survival thing. Um, yeah, I, it's it's one of those catch twenty two type situations. Yeah, I, I I think to me this is this was this was trash, bro. And I I don't I don't have a big issue with Kai, bro. I know he a young nigga, and like I know that's he making content or whatever, bro. But we got to be more responsible to the to the youth, and I understand what you're saying. Like people do it in songs and shit like that, but I don't. In songs, it's more of like a reporting. It's just like, hey, we doing this, we doing this. Do I agree with everything niggas say in songs? No, that's why I, you know it's hard for me to listen to when they naming names and doing all that shit. Yes, mm-hmm. but um, I don't so, think it so, promotes it. What, okay, so is there a difference that Kai did it? Versus, because I just checked YouTube, Mr. Beast has one video of $10,000 every day you survive prison. That has 192 million views. He has another one that says he survived 50 hours in a maximum security prison. That video has 216 views. No, I I don't think it's any difference, bro. If you are not showing, my thing is you have to, you, you have the responsibility that while you're doing this content and you making money off this content, show what happens to you in jail show the realities of prison to to let people know like one of the main reasons why i one of the main things that stick out to me when i think about prison 
is uh what's that what's that guy's name in New York that went over a backpack over the stolen quote unquote stolen backpack and oh, he was in there he was in Rikers Khalif. for a long ass time. Yeah. Browder. Khalif Browder. Khalif Browder. He went in there and was on a bond. He couldn't bond himself out and was in there for a year or year and a half or whatever, came out and killed himself because he couldn't readjust to society. It fucked him up that bad and he was getting beat up in there for nothing, for some shit that he didn't even do. And it's just like for people to, I'm not saying that they're making light of it, but it, it, it kind of seemed like they made it seem like a good time. And that mm-hmm. shit can alter the the course of your life like that, bro. Go to real jail. Don't build a fake jail and cast people for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen clips, so I haven't seen all of his all of the content regarding it. But I don't know. For me, I just I just feel like it, if if people if people want to stand on that, I respect it, but I feel like you also gotta stand on a whole lot of other bullshit that's out here. That's just being done in the name of content. That's affecting the youth. But I understand it. Okay. Um, well, I guess I don't, I don't know the best appropriate way to do this, but speaking of jail, uh, Dwight Howard got hit with some <laughs> sexual assault charges. And hey, man, that, is, he, that has nothing to do with jail. <laughs> it do. Dwight Howard needs to go to jail. Wait, this is alleged, first of all. <laughs> Let's put the legend in the oh, front okay. of this. All right. Uh, so, what's, it, what, what's the details? <laughs> last week, um, stories came out of Dwight Howard. Uh, well, I guess if you remember in the previous months, I don't even think we talked about this story. Um, a man had come out with some texts and saying that basically he was invited to Dwight Howard's house uh, for a little sex. He got there, a guy popped out for a threesome. He tried to leave, etc. Recently, over the past couple of weeks, um, Dwight Howard has now gotten sued civilly, I believe, um, for sexual assault from that evening. Um, I guess in the deposition of some regard, Dwight Howard did admit that there was some, I guess, consensual sexual acts between them two. Um, but he also went on Instagram. And a, a lot of people were, I guess, thinking he was talking about him coming out as gay or not even being gay. Um just him admitting that he did engage in, I guess, some of these sexual acts with the man and also, I guess, a, a man who was dressed as a woman in his bedroom. Uh, he's technically accused of inviting this man over, making a move on him, pinning him down to the bed and forcing non-consensual oral sex on him. Um, Dwight Howard then went on like IG Live and was talking about, don't worry about where I lay my wood. Whoa, he, <laughs> yeah, he was that? real tone deaf. And I think the thing is, nobody cares if Dwight Howard is gay, but Dwight Howard is a sexual deviant if this is true. Yeah, I think this was a good opportunity for somebody to feel comfortable enough if they were ready to come out and you know live their true selves. Uh, and I hate that I gotta take a serious angle with this, but it is what it is. Um, but to hear it might have been like some wild behavior. I, I think that kind of ruined the, the opportunity there. And it is what it is. I'm waiting for more details, but it seems like he confirmed that he had a, a sexual relationship with the guy. Um and, you know, I hate that, you know, that's the way he had to come out. But 
Um, I, I don't know. I'm all for people living in a comfortable truth. I know we make jokes and shit like that, but I don't think any of us have an issue with people loving who they want to love and doing what they want to do. So, yeah, I, I hope these rumors aren't true about him. You know, taking advantage because, bro, <laughs> could you imagine that shit? Not Getting no. taken advantage of by Dwight Howard? Yes. <laughs> Why would I ever want to imagine that? <laughs> Damn. So, I'll talk to my goddamn like, nightmare. You know, nigga, nigga swollen shit. He picking you up, slamming you on the bed, forcing fellatio. <laughs> bro, <laughs> relax. No, but like it, it is. It's like like you said, dog, not nobody cares that he's he's gay. No one has even batted an eye for real at. I, I guess him gay, him being gay, potentially being gay. Like you said, it's unfortunate. Like if this is, or if he is gay, bisexual, whatever, this is an unfortunate way for this information to kind of come to the light and kind of, I guess in a sense, be outed. Um, but he was, he was definitely trying to set up some weird kinky shit. And I don't say weird kinky shit. Like it's, I'm shaming anything, but he didn't, he'd have like just the, this third person just kind of come in out of nowhere and he tried to finesse him with threesome. And then when the energy wasn't right, all of a sudden, from what the story we've been told, he tried to finesse a threesome, threesome didn't go right. Then he starts picking. Here's the thing. It is actually insane. You need to be stoned. I don't care who you are. If you're accused of pinning someone down and forcing oral sex on them. Now that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's, if, that's psychotic behavior. Because what? No, I was gonna say to me that wasn't the wildest part. I think the I don't know if y'all saw the details of this, but it was just like every time he would have an encounter, it would. Uh, y'all ever seen like them Japanese movies when somebody come from the shadows and they they, <laughs> they, do, they do like the little bong like boom <laughs> like and they were saying like the kitty woman. Uh, was coming from behind the counter. The transgender woman was coming from behind the shadows out into the room, like for like muscle, just in case they, they got wild and didn't want to do it. And that was the wildest thing for me, like to see like some person coming from the shadows, uh, like while Dwight Howard is forcing allegedly forcing the fellatio on you is <laughs> it's just a little wild to think about. Dwight Howard is six eleven. He's a six eleven ex NBA player. <laughs> Like, I guess, and in my mind, I think that's the part that has me just like, I don't want to say disgusted. Um, maybe that is the word. I'm, yeah, that is because it's disgusting actions, I guess, to even have that allegation. Ah, no, he was disgusting. Well, I mean, I guess if, if you knew a man who was accused of forcing, pinning a woman down and forcing oral sex on her, that you would be kind of disgusted. It's more so with that. Oh, you're talking about the act versus yeah. Dwight Howard doing. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's just overall like a, a disgusting act from anybody to do it, so, and it's it's like a weird. It it is an over abuse of force physically, and it's just it's that right there. It's just like this is clearly a red flag. That's that's there, jail worthy, I think, for anybody. Is there any scenario where uh, a third party comes out? You, you don't know that they're there. You're, you're intimate with this one person and a third party comes out. Would y'all be cool with with any with that ever happening with y'all? Dependent, it, it, like, regardless of the gender or sex. What? No, now you didn't do a caveat and then I'm scared to answer. He tried to sprinkle in there. No, nah, honestly, probably not. But I did hear about this also because they just said, dude probably thought uh, 
uh, I guess Miss Kitty was ugly. <laughs> see, and, okay, see, and that, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like you should never set up a third party without the. That's never gonna fly. Like, even if the chick, like, or, or all right, let's let's take. If I was getting intimate with one girl and then a a, a bad chick just comes from around the corner, I still would not feel comfortable. I'd be like, "Yo, what, I need a heads up with this. Like, what what's happening?" Yeah, I think that's how Ford allegedly. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw that interview. That's how he got put on on the game. Uh. What? You, what? <laughs> on what game? <laughs> I didn't know how to describe it, bro. <laughs> on the uh, like on the lifestyle, I guess. So yeah, he said that he was you know having sex with a chicken. Uh, she brought another chicken there that you know was transgender, and uh, that's how he started exploring. So. See, I don't know. That shit's just not. A, you can't do that. Don't do that, man. Let let people know ahead of time, man. If you're trying to get crazy freaky, you know. What I'm yeah, and yeah. I think I would just have that in my head, just just off rip. Because if it was just a bad sis chick, then you would just tell me beforehand. Like it wouldn't be no like you. You don't have to bring her out of the shadows. Yeah. yeah, like why? Why? What are we doing here? May said, if it's not, if it's if it's a surprise, it's not consensual. <laughs> that's true yeah, you, said, you said you shouldn't have to surprise nobody with no head <laughs> so yeah man hey man I ain't gonna lie Mace the way you be saying should be having me in tears bro <laughs> cause he just be so confused and he be trying to do the disclaimer beforehand like look we love everybody but <laughs> come on my nigga <laughs> Ew, but nah, um, like I said, man, live your truth, Dwight. If if that's your truth, we we it's still alleged right now, uh, or alleged. Um, so I hate that it had to come out this way, and I definitely hate if it if it's true that you out here forcing um sex on people. So yeah, I'm not I'm yeah. not fucking with that at all. Also, is, does this confirm uh this is who Tiana Trump was talking about? A while ago, what did she say? Y- y'all remember when she said she was talking to an NBA All Star and he hacked into her profile and was asking niggas for dick pics, but as her. Oh well. <laughs> oh no, I don't. Think, <laughs> I don't think this was that. I don't think this was that. Oddly enough, I think I remember that. Wasn't that around like the Indiana Pacers time though? Oh, when she was messing with the Indiana Pacers. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that was Lance. But I thought it was Lance Stevenson. Yeah, yeah no, so but she allegedly. said she, she, yeah, allegedly, she said she talked to another dude. He was like one of the top, pay, uh, highest paid dudes in the league, and people thought it was Dwight. I'm not gonna put I'm that saying, on. Him. Nah. I'm just saying. Sounds I feel like he's too doofy for that. He, he, I mean, that's some doofy shit mm. <laughs> to hack into a woman's Instagram. Well, I, I mean, I meant to. I mean, he was too. He probably too doofy to to back Tiana Taylor or Tiana Trump. But you know, nah, you know Tiana Trump had a <laughs> she had like a come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm chill. I'm chill. I'm chill. Where are we going with this? <laughs> I'm just, a few screws was loose back in the day. I, I feel like she got it together though. Yeah, oh, shout out yeah. Tiana man. Did y'all read or check up on or hear any see anything about the Britney Spears memoir? 
Yeah, I saw the. Uh, I, I, first of all, I, I feel like she should be the last person to be writing a memoir, but it is what it is. So I'll, I'll let people have their fun. Um, but yeah, I've been seeing little clips and stuff about it. Um, she she apparently ruined Justin Timberlake's uh, return to music due to some of this backlash. Did y'all hear the excerpt? Yeah. Uh, about a genuine, yeah. About oh, I he, I'll, I'll, <laughs> damn, I, I'll play a little bit of it just, just for the for the listeners. They were white boys, but they loved hip hop. To me, that's what separated them from the Backstreet Boys. Insync hung out with black artists. Sometimes I thought they tried too hard to fit in. One day, Jay and I were in New York, going to parts of town I'd never been to before. Walking our way was a guy with a huge blinged out medallion. He was flanked by two giant security guards. Jay got all excited and said so loud, Oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine, what's up, homie? Genuine walked away. Felicia did an impression of Jay. <laughs> oh yeah, foshes, foshes, genuine. Jay wasn't even embarrassed. You know how goofy I would feel reading that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Faux shits. Genuine walk. Honestly, dog, no, I would appreciate that. You get paid to read faux shits, faux shits, genuine. <laughs> what up, homie? Uh, nah, but I had I had a question about that. I was just like, um, like whose music legacy is like went down more? Eminem's or Justin Timberlake's as a as a white artist? Oh, same, like, it's only ooh. Eminem. I don't think JT went down. You think so? Yeah, I, what, I would say. What would have caused it to? Um, how he did Britney. Uh, I mean, his music quality has went down just in general. Um, I don't know. It's just been a lot of shit, in my opinion. That because I, I, I'm just saying, it as far as like black people, because you know how black people always got this quote unquote like cookout type thing. Uh, Justin Timberlake and Eminem were solidly within that foundation what 20 years ago and now it's just like I don't know if either of them would make it in there well I, I know if JT was planning this comeback he he definitely would have got some support the only thing that he really lost us on was the man in the woods because yeah. black people love that, that future sex love sound and that 2020 experience hmm uh, the only I mean, miss was really that man in the woods. Yeah, Eminem's fall is greater. That nigga is just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. But JT's starting to climb back a little. He did that Coco Jones record, you know what I'm saying? He tried to get on our good graces. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, that's That was my question for that. Uh, but as far as like him saying that, like that's just how white people used to act. Like It, it wasn't no... Any like cancel culture or shit like that back in the day, they were just kind of clueless to how to react, and we was letting them get away with it. We was letting them do bandanas and pop lock on stage and shit. Like niggas had no problem with that. Yeah. So I also don't believe anything Britney Spears says at this time. No, I ain't gonna lie. I saw. I saw. Have you seen? I saw a picture of Justin Timberlake and Genuine. I I for sure believe he said that to him. It might have been that same day. Britney Spears also gets naked in her living room and dances with knives. So <laughs> I don't know if she's the most trustworthy source of information. Do you, um, do you know just not on this situation, just in yeah. general. 
<laughs> Do you know how unstable you have to be to get a uh what what they call on her ass? Conservatorship. Uh, no, 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 no. What uh when they check in on you. Uh wellness check. Yeah. <laughs> when niggas is doing a wellness check because they see you dance with knives, I'm wrong with you. <laughs> I can't believe they actually did that shit. <laughs> hey, check on her, man. <laughs> Brittany was just out here turned up, man. Y'all never got naked in y'all crib and danced with some knives or some shit? Oh, shit. Never. I heard the knives were fake. <laughs> like, they were props. That's, that's, that's even more concerning, bro. Yeah, that, that's even concerning. <laughs> Where you get a, some fake knives from, bro? She, she got a Captain Jack Spiro costume somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy, bro. Uh... What else is happening out here? Hey man, I I saw the I was watching the games yesterday. I saw the Caleb uh, Williams was uh, crying after the games. They lost, I think, about like ten or something like that. Um, and a lot of people have been dropping his draft status because he was crying. Do y'all feel like you could be a superstar and cry? Like like say like you, you was Patrick Mahomes or some shit, and every time you lost, you just got some tears off. Y'all feel like that makes him worse of a player? I don't think so. I think the way he did it. He was breaking down. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, nigga, take them tears to the locker room or some shit, bro. You don't need to be hugging your mom and shit, covering your <laughs> covering your face. Come on, no, come on, man. That's <laughs> some hurt, man. Nah, <laughs> I ain't doing that. You you definitely like- can't cry after every L. I guess in, in this mm. moment, it, it was, I guess he was frustrated because it, it was like the season, it's I guess, in his perspective, now. has yeah, has gone down the train. He definitely won't win the Heisman. They're not going to the Pac-12 championship game. Definitely not going to be in the, in the national championship contention. It's just like, at this point, he can, he can quit if he wants to. So it's yeah, like, okay. I, I mean, it just, it's it's the frustration of not accomplishing any of the goals that you kind of set out to accomplish. And I'm assuming when he decided to make that jump from Oklahoma to USC, which I think is fair, but you for sure can't cry after everyone. I mean, I, Probably should he could have cried at home. Yeah, man, I ain't never seen nobody break down like that. His body, you know, you get a good cry in when your body starts shaking, bro. Good ass cry, man. You, you can tell by how his body was shaking when he was trying to catch his breath. He was doing a good <laughs> quiver. <laughs> hey, man, shout out to uh, Michael Penix Jr. That nigga real. I don't know if he gonna be because he's old, right? He's like thirty. Not 30, no, uh, 20, 22, right? Say, what the fuck? 22, 23. Yeah, maybe 20. Uh, yeah, he's pretty good somewhere around there. So, he's I don't know like how high. No, he's he's, tw- well, he's 23. He'd still probably be first round. Yeah, but you know how like they, they do where if you don't come out immediately when you're supposed to come out, they drop your stat. I mean, your... Uh, yeah, what's name? I feel like the COVID year kind of shook that up a little. And he has a little, he has some more, he has a lot of starts under his belt, which is, can be used, seen as helpful also. So. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, But yeah, shout out to, who y'all think winning the Heisman? Y'all think Penix at this point? I mean, if, if they, honestly, I don't even know. It, it always changes. It's looking crazy, yeah. bro. But it never really goes to a, a non-quarterback, so. But Devontae got it that one year. Well, yeah. I mean, traditionally, it goes to one. You got to have, like, a freak year to be a running back yeah. or a receiver to get one. Uh, I just want to do some some more quick hits before we get into the rest of these. Uh, what's the best rapper without a classic album? 
No classics, but he he the best rapper. I literally thought about this. Is this Method Man? I I kind of would say no. The best rapper. What do you, okay? How are you clarifying as the best rapper? That that'll help. The so if you go down your rapper list, like you go down your top ten, you go down to twenty. What's the lowest you get without a to a rapper that don't have a a classic album? <sighs> This is tough. I think Method Man would probably be the lowest. I'm, I'm getting paused. Mm, I'm assuming you... T.I. has a classic album? Yes. Which King one? to me is a classic album. Trap music is also... Uh, I, I, it's close to a classic. Um, Does Gucci Mane have a classic album? Back to the Trap House? Is that classic? I don't know if I would. I don't see. That's when I don't know if you would consider that classic. I don't know if that would be considered classic by the masses. Because he for sure what about, uh, what about the shit with uh, was it a, the appeal? The shit with uh, Wayne on there, and then Lemonade was on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking Davis? about. Yeah, yeah, the same with Reggie Davis. Yeah. <sighs> Even that feels like a stretch of calling it a classic. I'm gonna be honest. We got heavy on that stupid wild Lemonade. Uh, spotlight. I think <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> I think I'm crazy. In love. Volume wasted. Cushions Michael. Hey man, that's a classic. Uh, it's cl- okay. Uh, I'm. I wouldn't be mad if someone said it is. I wouldn't be mad. Uh, yeah, I gotta go, Method Man. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm, I'm trying to think. Who doesn't have a classic album? Cole got a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne for sure got a classic. Does Big Sean have a classic? Dark they Sky would probably Paradise. say Detroit. I would say Dark Side Paradise. Are we counting Detroit as an album? No, that's why I, I would say Dark Side Paradise. It, Dark Sky's Paradise was good, but I don't know if it's bad. <laughs> I, w- I would probably agree, but that's the closest thing to a classic he got. It's gonna sound. Does Ludacris have a classic? Yeah. Yes, I would say. Word of mouth is a classic yeah. to me. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's know. Method Man, man. Like, are we just gonna agree that it's Method Man? It's, I feel I like it's it's. it's mm, okay, never mind. I'm All you gotta do is think way. about niggas that just cannot make albums for some reason, and the top of the list to that to me is Method Man. He definitely, he definitely doesn't have a classic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Unless we right. ranging it out to Wu Tang, which I don't want to do in this situation. Yeah, I think that's where it gets a little, the lines get a little blurred. Yeah, hey, and I feel like push. there should be there should be more than a push. Uh, push it got a classic. Come on, Daytona a classic. I would say Daytona a classic too, but a lot of people wouldn't consider Daytona a classic. They don't yeah. a classic to me. Oh, yeah. Because I was going to say, my name is my name is is fire, too. I wouldn't be mad if somebody said that shit was a classic. Ain't a bad song on that album. Dirk don't got a classic. Mm, I don't I don't think that's true. Um, 
You think Lil Durk got a classic? I don't know if he has a classic. He has a, a very classic good album. and a classic. He he got very great albums almost. Yeah. But it's not a classic. I'm trying to I'm trying to look at the the uh, the one and he put out before this last one. Again, I don't think he would necessarily be high on the list, but just for namesakes, but it's cool. Uh, Something to come back to. Yeah. Yeah. The voice Damn. is a classic. Does does Nicki Minaj have a classic? No, I know we. That's a great answer right there. It's it's Nicki. Yeah. That's that's a conversation for another day. Like, yes, and I I would never disagree that she's the best woman rapper of all time. But Mm -hmm. her album, man, leave something to be desired. Yeah, to me, Pink Print is a very very good album. I think that's a great album. I I don't. Yeah, I, I can't call it a classic though. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw um, Rich Paul. He was on, was it Good Morning America? He was on some new show. But he was on a new show talking about his relationship with Adele. Mm-hmm. And the two new newscasters are like kind of hinting towards like marriage and Adele already calls like Rich Paul her husband and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, Rich Paul is LeBron James is like agent. He he's like the CEO of a Clutch Agency. Um, but he's dating Adele at this point, and they were asking him about his relationship with Adele, and he they were kind of teasing him because he was wasn't using the same language that she was using. Like he, she always calls him like her husband, and she's very loving language when she refers to him. But he's kind of like on a hush hush and more private. And he explained that. He was like, I just like to keep things private. I don't like all our business out in the streets. Um, and a lot of people had a problem with the way he phrases. Let me say this. We are um, great. I think she would agree that we've definitely helped each other. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I'm in a good space. You know, we're in a good space. She's a Rich. She's superb. Rich. She says wife and husband, and you say she's been great. I just want to give you one more chance here. No, as a husband I'll myself. Say, yes. You I might want to say she's been, she's been great for me. Yeah, yes. we've been great for You've each You've been other. great for each other, yes. though. That's yes. what I said. We've yes. been great for each other. You don't, don't use those terms. And again, though. I understand how I'm starting to understand how people go, oh, he said this, he said that. Right. I'm just not the type of person to put my personal life. It's not for the media. It's okay. not for All right. the paparazzi. It's for y'all. It's for us. So, so, so when I see her, now. when I see her, should I say hi, Mrs. Paul? See, see, Rich, Rich Paul held it down better than I would. I, I, I guess it, all, people did point out a point that he said he doesn't want to put his personal life out there, but he's is he was there to promote his memoir, Lucky Me, which came out a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, I don't really see a connection, but. I also that the dude who said, well, as a married, as a husband, I'm gonna give you a minute to clear that up. Once some cameras cut off, I would have snuffed him out. <laughs> <laughs> I would have walked off, honestly. I've been like, I right, bet. We on this? I'm yeah, I mean sure. that that was the the loud thing uh that I was seeing on social media. And I know social media isn't real life, but that I mean you can really see how people feel about the things you do on there sometimes. And one of the more interesting tweets that I saw about it was I wish black men would stop being so private. Love your girl out loud. 
bring back the man from the nineties who made songs where they begged and, <laughs> and pleaded on and <laughs> cried on the track praising their women. <laughs> I hate motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> this, this, this type of stuff just really makes me hate people, man. I, I, so when when it comes to your relationship, I feel like nobody. <sighs> There's nothing that really irritates me more than outsiders talking to you about your relationship with someone else. Mm. It's irritating. It's it, it's truly irritating. So many people do it. Mind your own fucking business and worry about your shit. It's none of your business. The relationship I have with a partner or, or somebody that I'm with is between me and them. I don't need to do shit for y'all. I don't need to make anything be known for y'all. Shut the fuck up and worry about yourself. That's what Rich should have told that uh, white man. But that's just how yeah, I would. I would. I would have. would have snapped on him. I mean, I, I do understand. I guess if you are in a public relationship and this person that you are with is moving forward with speaking like this that people are going to want to talk about it, but you also have to understand and respect, like that may be what they want to do. That's not how I want to move. And you also got to remember, I mean, I guess it what it is an entertainment show, but you are talking about people's relationships and they could have had like an argument or disagreement that morning and he could still not be like over it. And then you over here asking, this is like, I'm going to give the answer to my best abilities without opening the door fully to you guys, but also kind of, put keeping those barriers up that I feel comfortable with. Um yeah, they was trying to throw him under the bus for sure. As even I don't know what was that Gail King? I don't remember that girl, that woman's name. Yeah, I forgot who end, it was. Where she was like, oh, so should I call her Mrs. Paul? It's like at that point I would have I would have ripped my mic off. Yeah. Nah. What are we doing? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to each his own. Some people like being like diving into other people's relationships and stuff like that. I've never been one of those people. I like to just mind my own business. Um, I mean, if somebody if they bring it up to me and they want my opinion on something, I'll say it. But I think I live a way more peaceful life just minding my own business and not really caring about how what people are doing in their relationships and stuff like that. Um, but like you said, it's an entertainment show, so they have to do it. And Adele is one of the biggest singers in the world, so yeah, they have to yeah. do it. But she's been going crazy. Didn't she buy him a crib or something like that? She, apparently, she's just waiting on him to propose and ask him to marry yeah. her. Which we no, don't yeah. know why he's not. But also, it's it's one. I guess it is one of those situations where it's like I don't. Should he have to explain? I guess why he's not ready to get married at that point. Because I feel like that would have to been like the only thing, or should he have just used like more caring words when talking about her? But I guess even then, that wouldn't have given them the answer of, "Well, she's calling herself this. What should we do?" Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really no right way for him to answer that question. They're they're never really gonna get what they truly want, especially if like man, like. Just don't know the inner workings. We don't even know. He could be on the verge of, of proposing and we just don't know. You know? It's I don't know. But I do get it. They are public adults, you know, superstars. So this is what comes with it. This is this is probably another question. This this definitely goes perfectly into uh something I have for us. 
what is, what is something or some things that you feel like you have to to go through to go to have to go through to grow through? Like it's I feel like as especially as like men, young men, but people in general, like certain like as you see kind of on TikTok, they call it canon events, things that you have to experience to kind of learn from. But like, what are mm-hmm. other instances or moments that you feel like there were maybe struggles um, or just when you look back, like you can laugh at it now. But like in that moment, you're just still with like, what the fuck? Um, I was actually thinking about this, not specifically, but just thinking about somebody made a tweet about rejection and shit like that. I think as young men, us going to like like juke parties and shit like that, I know we may look back and laugh at it, but that taught us rejection, bro. And you had to go through that to to know just not even just strictly like juke parties and shit like that. Just when you try to get at women in general and it just fails, it teaches you what not to do and what to do. I don't know if I ever told the story on a pod before and I don't know if I should, but I will. Um, it was one girl that I was talking to in high school that I like recited the Love Jones poem on the phone. And bro, when I tell you she laughed so hard, I learned never to do that shit ever again in my lifetime, bro. So it's just, it's shit like that, bro. You can't do, dog. You know what's funnier? I know you probably had to rewatch the movie and like write it down word for word and pause it. You weren't you didn't you, you didn't get that off the internet, right? Bro, I, I'm sure I was on AZ lyrics, bro. I was on AZ lyrics on the phone while I was talking to her. That shit was probably wrong too. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> baby, can I be up with it? Hold on. The thing is, she ain't never seen Love Jones. She'll know. But uh, no. So I think rejection. Yeah. Honestly, in that same realm, getting played. I, I feel like you have to experience getting played to some regard, to some extent, to know how to navigate, especially like in the dating spaces, kind of in your younger year, because you're just so naive to everything you have to go through that situation of being harshly, um, I guess, told or um, the reality hitting you that like what you think it is, it ain't that. Mm-hmm. And and dealing with like being hurt and upset by that. I feel like that's, that's important, but you got to like go through that in order to kind of like navigate moving forward. Mm-hmm. It helps you prevent from just like simping out all the time too. Man, that's what I would say. That's for men and women. I also think you need to go through getting blocked. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you need to go no. through that, bro. Because because no. that teaches you how to keep your composure. When you get blocked and you just send messages you, and you know they you not know getting to teach you. <laughs> All, see, here's the thing. That's a, that's a, I think that's the opposite. All getting blocked teaches niggas how to do is how to like use carrier pigeons. If you you block a nigga, they gonna find your email, your Gmail. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna show up at your mom's house. Like, I guess I get what you're saying. You gotta like learn how to keep your composure. But it it's, it gets really nasty the first time you get blocked. You you lose all self respect, bro. See, I'm I'm different, bro. Like, as soon as I get blocked, I will never contact you again. Like that that's serious for me. Like, I don't block a lot of people unless you do something. <laughs> where I know we'll never talk again in my life. But if you block me, on whether it be on the phone, on social media, whatever, I'll never talk to you again. I'll never not talk to you again, like if it's just like on some social media shit, but I won't follow you again. I know that for sure. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things that I, I have a principle. Like, if you was mad enough for me to block me on social media, 
I won't never follow you again in my life. <laughs> have you have you ever been blocked and you know you're in the wrong? Like yes. you all right, all right. How did you address that? Is it still the same way? You like, all right, fuck it. It it, it just is what it is. Um normally in no in, in the situations where that has happened, I've come across them again, like in person, and we've been able to hash it out. So luckily it's never been a situation where I've been blocked and that's the last time I've talked to him. The thing about getting blocked that I've realized is because like you, I don't really block anybody, but there are people who just kind of casually will block somebody just because. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be very much comfortable with unblocking them again when they want to have a conversation or doing all that type of thing. So I do nope. realize that everybody utilizes that block <coughs> quite differently. Yeah. Now, I, I think that precedent has to be be set like f- for my girl. Like you can't just keep blocking me, and unblocking me. So the second you block me, just know I will never follow you or <laughs> con- like we will never communicate on social media again. I hope you know that. Yeah. So oh. yeah, that's, that's just what the precedent is with me. So I'm, I'm not mad God. at that. I'm not mad. Oh, there were some dark days, boy. Yeah, those were honestly, yeah, murder. dog. Those were some. Those were some. I for sure had no have. I've gotten blocked before, and then they, I got unblocked, and they're like, "You not gonna follow me back?" I was like, "Hell no, <laughs> fuck no." <laughs> what I look like, bro? <laughs> that was your choice. That wasn't my choice. Hey, we still cool. Like, it ain't like we ain't cool or nothing like that. But like that social media shit, you made that choice to do that. So, hey. Like Gorilla said, you got uh, what she say to uh, Kai? Lay your bed. Is your bed laid in or some shit? Like that? Yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, uh, what y'all think about the city girls and academics beef, man? Um, for those who don't know, academics has been beefing with the city girls, um, for multiple reasons. I mean, he he kind of disrespected them. From the album sales, I guess they sold like six thousand copies or something like that, which they addressed on the Breakfast Club. They said, "Hey, you get what you put into it." Kind of making it seem like they're at odds with their record label, like they're not on the same page. And it was really no press. It was like a surprise album, so then they weren't really shocked with the numbers. Um, but academics, you know, he went in calling it triple plat uh, plastic and. He had a lot of words to say about it. Uh, he also was beefing with Glorilla, which caused like Carisha to clap back at him, saying he only has smoke like this for women, which I agree with, bro. Act talks crazy to women, bro. I don't know if y'all y'all notice it or what, but Act has a whole different type of energy for women than he does with men. Um, I saw some of their back and forth. I was a little bit confused on kind of what started or what stemmed from it. Um with that city girl stuff, I mean, uh, I guess if you're upset by somebody reporting your low album sales, I don't know. That was also very weird. The album just kind of came out of nowhere. They hadn't put out any music in a minute. Um, and I guess in these type of instances, I, I don't understand how the labels expect it just to kind of work like that, but it is what it is. I did see that, I guess, uh, Carisha tapped in Saucy Santana and said she was, he was, Saucy was going to poke act in the booty. Yeah, no, Saucy actually ended up getting on, li- uh, on live and clapping back at Act because, you know, like him and Carisha, young Miami, our best friends. And he said that we never see you outside. Like, we always see you talking crazy, but we, we want the fade. So Saucy wanted to fade with Act. And he said once 
Saucy said as soon as he beats up Ak, he's gonna uh have sex with him and and yeah, just I don't even know how to explain it, but he's gonna have sex with him un- un- unwillingly, <laughs> which was wrong. Like I mean, we can all agree that that was wrong to say. Mm-hmm. You can't threaten a a, a rape after a, a fade. That that's just not how it, that's just not how things work. But Ak responded to it. And I actually had a clip of Ak responded to it here, bro. With everything we've talked about, bro, I've never cared about. I don't care what rapper got at me, bro. Ever. But like, really, there's certain shit I've always, I really don't fuck with in my life, and I would never do. But like, I gotta sit here and act like I know I'm in, I'm in America. I gotta sit here and just act like I don't fuck with certain shit. I would never like it. My nigga, for Iggy right now, he would have cried. Yo, yo, just please. I'm telling you, I I hate certain shit to, to the soul of me. I, I can't. I, it, I'm only pretending. Because when I say what I want to say, I will never be here for y'all. But that's not my content. I don't want to be that person. I, I want to be the person who just have fun with y'all and some other shit. Bro, that Jamaican homophobia was eating that nigga alive, bro. <laughs> that shit was great. When he said, in America, <laughs> you could tell he was. <laughs> Oh no, that shit is fucking funny. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. This this is the most Jamaican I've ever picked, I've ever seen act in my life, bro. That nigga, it's crazy that he was crying about not being able to say what he like, not being able to say homophobic things, and then he went on to say homophobic things. Like in my country, we'll put a tire around you and burn you alive. I'm like, nigga, that's homophobic. Like, what are you what are you thinking about, bro? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. What, I've never seen someone so angry that they couldn't get some hate off that they start shaking in their chairs Bro. and they start pushing back tears. Man, that's just real, though. <laughs> he, he nervous, man. Uh, I'm not trying to get canceled, but. I, oh, Bro, man. you 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 went ahead and said the, the homophobic shit that you was not trying to say. But then he went uh, did like a response because people were making fun of him for crying. Because he was so angry, I guess. Um, he went and got Ack. I mean, not Ack. Uh, Whack uh, Hunter. And I guess Whack got like a bisexual homeboy that that he uses to to uh, beat up gay people. And so this is this is what Ack had to. Uh, this is what Whack had to say. Saucy Santana violated the homie Ack. Told Ack he gonna knock him out and do a a act to him. Ack is a straight man, but one thing about Whack. I got some gangsters just from the community. So I got my homeboy Denot online. Denot is an openly gay man. Saucy Santana said something to bro. He can't deal with that. I need you to run the fade for me, Denot. Because he gay. And you know, if we say something, we going to be, we going to get in trouble. Denot, you openly gay. Can you run that fade? <laughs> First of all, I'm bisexual. Nigga, I run that shit. Hell yeah. Hey, tell that nigga to take them nails off and put some box and no, no blood on me, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker said, first of all, I'm bisexual. <laughs> 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 Don't get it twisted. <laughs> but I'll run it. Yeah, it's crazy what's going on in the world today, man. <laughs> oh, man. He part of the community. 
<laughs> I keep niggas part of the community, man. To have a, a, a gay nigga named Denot on standby ready to beat up gay niggas is crazy, bro. Oh, but I don't know. Any any thoughts on this situation? Do we just pray for peace? Always. We know nothing's ever gonna escalate from Axe not gonna go outside, so um hypothetically. I got a uh, photo of the knot right here. No. That's Trevor Jackson. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's, dog, the, that's the knot right there. Oh God. <laughs> Dude, hypothetically, if um if if Act did fight Saucy, do you think he would get backlash from that? No, he's a man. Mm, I, no, I don't I wouldn't think so. You don't think so? You don't think the internet with internet no. and be like, oh man, that no, that that was that's saucy. You can't do that to saucy. Come on. Why don't you fuck a straight no, saucy. I mean, sh- why don't you fight a straight <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <That was crazy. laughs> Saucy identifies as a man. Like it's a fair fight. Especially oh, if God. he initiates the fight, then it's it's fine. Yeah, because psh, boy, there are some there are some dudes a part of the community back in high school that'll fuck some straight dudes up. With the hands, yeah. man. There's plenty of fights I saw you between gay dudes and straight dudes. They was getting don't fucked look up. Like that, don't look like that, Siege. You know what I'm talking about. They had some hands. You said with the hands. <laughs> not playing. Yeah, I, I ain't going for that, bro. You <laughs> said you would have whooped the ass? <laughs> what you said? <laughs> no, I wouldn't go for that. I'm not, I'm not trying to fight any of them niggas. I, I heard some things, man. And they they, they like multi... I feel like they... Uh, they got like different a different arsenal. You know what I'm saying? Because they... they, they think they, they Tekken? Like, what the <laughs> fuck you mean a different arsenal? No, because they, they broke up some women fights, so they, they picked up some stuff from their women friends, too, with the, with the hair pulling and, and the clawing. It, it, you know, they could tap into a lot of different things. I ain't with that. I ain't fighting. All right, man. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> Trying to get good cancer. So we just going to move on before we say something problematic. Uh, pr- praise for peace, man. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know if y'all saw it. There was this list that showed up on the internet. I don't know who made it, but it was a list of uh, places that women refuse to go for for first dates. And I just wanted to kind of do a temp check, see how y'all felt about some of these. Of course, they throw on Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, mm. Chipotle, Olive Garden, the movies, your house, any fast food chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop. Red Lobster, any any buffet, IHOP, Denny's, the gym, church, Starbucks, coffee dates, ice cream dates, family functions, movie night, somewhere that requires a long drive, bowling, nightclubs, hookah bar, a bar just for drinks, Waffle House, sporting events. Hey, the end of that list got kind of desperate. They was throwing in whatever, bro. Well, all right, which which, which one on this list are you, do you stand by? Like, you still fuck with it. It's a lot on there, actually. Uh, coffee dates, I st- coffee dates, I stand by. That should be uh, hookah. Bo- uh, Definitely not family functions. Bar. That shouldn't be the first date. Yeah, hookah bar is easy. Yeah. Sport yeah. events, a bar is for just mm-hmm. a bar for just drinks. Like, come on, what the fuck? 
That's automatic. Uh, I wouldn't suggest a nightclub, but I don't see anything inherently wrong with it because it it's just too loud and this is not the yeah. yeah, it's just not a good spot to be dating somebody. On <laughs> Bowling a is always a classic. The only one I'm like, nigga, what is you thinking is Wingstop, like, <laughs> or your house, like. I hate when people do the uh, let me cook for you dates. Like you, you know, you, you know, that's not gonna work, bro. You know, you can't cook. Um, yeah, I mean, even somewhere that requires a long drive was a little iffy to me. I get it though. I get the sentiment. Yeah, I, I guess I'm considering like if it was like, um, yeah, I gotta see uh, tickets to go see the Bucks play. Like Milwaukee technically is like an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, is is it though? Because a sporting event is very much fair. Yeah, yeah. I don't want my date to have to fill up her tank though. That's crazy. No, 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 no. Like, I guess you. They would have to come with you. Not like we're we not driving separately. But I do. Yeah, I guess yeah. get the sentiment of like you don't want to be in the car too long. Yeah. And that I mean that that's the thing though too. Like, um, I I remember recently it was like a thing of how's too early to. <laughs> offer to take them in my car because if I take them I have to know where they live mm. so that that's a little hurdle right there like you have to drive separate for a little while until y'all get comfortable that's very I true. feel like as a, I feel like as a man you can you can honestly ask off the first rib mm, there's, there's, there's nothing I, I will say there's nothing wrong with asking but you just have to propose it as if hey if you want I can come get you because you have to understand kind of the, the complications that come with or what may come with that. Or they might not even have you pick them up at the house. They might tell you to pick them up at Starbucks or their friend house or some other shit. Mm. So you never really know. Um, I don't know why they'd be trying to shit on Cheesecake Factory, though, man. Yeah, Cheesecake is for me. I, I mean, it's not my go-to, but I, I go to the Cheesecake Factory. It's, it's all right. <laughs> I don't or, know if I do uh, it for a first date, though. Honestly, I would I would still be tempted to and this is just me. Applebee's and Chili's, uh, I would I would put up some flight for Applebee's and Chili. Bro, you're not going to Applebee's. For yeah, you're not. Don't they got the dollar for margaritas? You're not doing that for don't And I know you, so don't, hey, don't, why, you, why are you capping right now? <laughs> don't, don't they got dollar margaritas right now? Didn't they bring back the dollar margaritas? Bro, for our first <laughs> date? Right. Come on, baby. Let's go sit down and get this endless apps of these dollar margaritas. We faded in full. <laughs> <laughs> you off a dollar margarita for the first day is going to end tragically, bro. She, I'm she loaded, off right off, loaded up off six margaritas and fifty mozzarella sticks. No, <laughs> and if she say yes to that, I'm I'm just canceling the date. Like I'm her. I'm doing it my house play. Like if you cool with the Applebee's, oh, uh, which ones so, do you stand by? Oh, so all right, so you said no nightclubs, which I get. No family functions, which is basic. No church. The gym shouldn't really be on there. Keep it simple, man. It's a restaurant. Get something to eat. Get some food. Or if it's like a nice little drink bar, wine bar, something like that. Keep it simple. Nice conversation. If you want to do like an activity, that's cool. But I wouldn't suggest something that you you have to dedicate a certain amount of time. Do some shit where you can eat and get up out of there if it's bad. Yeah, like uh, movies, I, I don't think that's a good first date. I stand by that one. No. I don't think it's a good date in general. Yeah, I don't like going to the movies with... Uh, I mean, unless I'm like with a person. Uh, I guess. 
you're not and you're not able to talk throughout the whole thing. And some people take that talking shit very seriously. And I'm one of them people. Don't talk to me while the movie is on, bro. Well, yeah, that's not happening. That's not yeah. happening. But I feel like that'll be a good, nice little, I don't know, fourth or fifth. Great. What? No. <laughs> fourth or the fifth. Fourth or fifth date. Fourth or fifth date. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like great. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I feel like fourth or no. fifth date movies will go. But yeah, first date, nah. Mm. And man, love for you, love, man. We we always a pot to push that, man. Don't have all these rules, man. When you have all these rules, that's how shit go wrong. Uh, would y'all eat, eat bear meat? No. Did y'all see that nigga that was cooking them bear legs? That he Damn, also needs shit. Crazy. <laughs> Y'all ain't eating that, no that somehow has to be a federal crime. That has to be a federal crime. Ain't no damn bear meat. What the what? fuck I look like? <laughs> what, what would you would you eat an perfection? eagle? Would you eat a hawk or eagle? I'll fuck around and eat a bear. I mean uh, an eagle. If somebody said, yo, we got if so you saw at a barbecue and they said we got bald eagle. You would say, yo, let me get some of that whole time. That shit probably fire. Let me get a wing, nigga. Yeah, I ain't gonna stunt. I ain't gonna stunt, bro. Anything in wing form, I'm gonna eat, bro. It could be a road runner. I'm gonna eat that motherfucker, bro. Dog, some bald eagle wings. <laughs> bro, that shit's hard, bro. Tell me that shit's gonna be hard. If y'all came through that said I had the bald eagle wings, bro. You say, yo, fry them, fry them hard. <laughs> With some lemon pepper, this is crazy. Nah, but this how the this how the bear me look. I'm gonna show this right before we get into music because we gotta get yeah. up out of here. I just want to see what that what that shit hitting for. <laughs> right, the music, <laughs> the music, Kodo. It's crazy. No, no. It, that, now, first off, that's the biggest problem. Him having it with the four legs. Why he had a fur on the feet, bro? I ain't gonna lie, I might eat anything with that music playing in the background. <laughs> Especially when you get to talking about the back in the old days. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Serve me up that, bro. That didn't look that bad. I don't. I don't know why he fucking uh, fried it though. I don't know if I want some fried bear meat. Yeah, I, I, I'm drawing the line at the bear meat. <laughs> I feel you. All right, let's get to this music, man. We running slow on time. Uh, we gonna start off with "I Might Forgive, But I Don't Forget" the double album by uh, Young Jeezy or Jeezy, whatever he want to call himself nowadays. Uh, what, what niggas think about that? I didn't listen to it. I, I saw it was it was a double double disc double album. Well, it was way too yeah, many 20, songs from what I saw. Twenty nine, twenty nine yeah, songs. I, I was going and no features. I was not about to rush today. I heard, I saw someone tweet it was Dookie. So damn, I I thought it was actually one of his better albums from just comparing to the last couple projects he put out. Oh, I was about to say, uh, yeah, yeah, I ain't yeah, gonna go that far, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it was it was he has a, a good amount of songs that I kind of fucked with. Um, I listened to the second disc first. Uh, that shit was produced by Justice League. Um, he was mm-hmm. talking some shit on there. I kind of like the personal Jeezy. 
Yeah, I, I like it to a certain degree. I, I, I definitely think that all artists have to <laughs> evolve. But the whole when he was like preaching uh real men don't cheat, I hate that song. I was like, hey nigga, uh, I know what you're this ain't the young I'm trying to hear, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he he do got some gems on here, and I like the little sample beats that he be rapping over. I, mm-hmm. I definitely fucked with those. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty. But, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, free champagne is probably my standout on here. That's probably my favorite song. But yeah, I kept a lot of the songs on here. I think I kept about seventeen, eighteen on here out of twenty nine. So solid. See what's to it. Any album, I, I, it's a whole bunch of albums that came out, but I know we're not gonna be able to touch uh, a few of them. So I'm gonna name some a few that niggas to definitely check out, and y'all let me know if y'all listen to them. Primo Rice uh, dropped "Portrait of the P." Um, so if y'all looking for some ism, man, definitely tap into that one, man. A nice little listen. He make like Larry June type music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he talking about pimping, shit like that. Uh, Chase Secure dropped an album called "It's Not You, It's Me, It's Love." Um, I, he he probably dropped this a while ago, but it's it's a good listen. Um, Guapale dropped an album called "Colors." Mm. Uh, definitely check that out. It's a lot of good R and B that came out. Ryan Trey dropped a new uh, project called "Street Say You Miss Me." He did. Check that one out. Yeah. Um. Destin Conrad dropped an album called Submissive. How is it? I haven't checked it out. That's oh, on my no. list. It was just too much to listen to this weekend, so yeah. I'm going to have to get to it. But normally, it should be pretty decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For one. Um, my G. Jordan dropped his album called Good People. Anybody check that out? Yeah. That was a vibe. That was a real good yeah. vibe. I was to that. Uh, and I actually went back to that Naomi Sharon from last week. Oh. That was really good, too. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. both of those back to back. Okay. Um, uh, go ahead. Oh, I know. This was last week. Um, we got Brent Fires. We did get that album. Quick pass through thoughts, feelings. How was y'all fucking with it? I haven't checked it out yet. To, oh. to be honest. Okay. Yeah, you gotta yeah. go I was too busy last week, and it's it's still on. I had a long list of shit to listen to this week, so I I didn't get to all of it. So Man, okay, that's it. a good one. Don't know what you think. Fire, and I want to thank Brent. 14 songs, 36 minutes. Thank yes. you, brother. Thank you. And he did what I wanted him to do. The production was fire. Yes. And I think that was my only issue with Wasteland. Some of the production felt a little stale. He he didn't do it on, on this one. This was a really good project to me. For sure. Um, Babytron put out another album. I think it was Megatron, too. Uh, there was some shit on there I fucked with. Uh, I know Baby Tate put out a little thing last week. Uh, Cherry 22 dropped a project. She'd be having some mm-hmm. decent songs. So that's worth checking out. Yeah, that's the uh, weekend's artist, sir. Is it? No, I wasn't. I wasn't yeah, familiar. I think it is. She on the XO. And then we also cool. got that uh, new Meg, that Cobra. It wasn't good. Oh. oh, okay. All right. So what <laughs> what what makes you say it wasn't good? Mm. First, sonically, I just didn't enjoy listening to it. Um, and I'm not one to tell somebody what to rap about, but uh, it, it just didn't make sense to me. Like the whole... 
I'm uh, nope. It's kind of hard to explain what I want, where I want to go with this. You didn't like hearing her pussy was depressed. No, not necessarily that because people go through different emotions. I I can I can understand and appreciate what she was talking about on the record. It just didn't sound good, and I'm off. I'm one of those people that if you're gonna make a song about real feelings, real real you know problems and shit, make it sound good at least. And this just didn't sound good. So yeah, I, I, that's what I feel like. I'm not mad at what she was rapping about at all. I kind of uh, I support that. You know, uh, for her to rap about other stuff, but I just didn't like the song, like how it sounds. I'll probably never play it again. But I, I like what she was rapping about, though. Yeah, like y'all said, you you can encourage the vulnerability, the transparency, kind of being present. I think that's all what we asked Drake for recently. So you can't get upset about it. But I, everybody who I've heard about it's just like I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a reason to listen to the song again. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not mad at it. I mean, I'm, I know people going to look at it as, look, it was the first single since like the the issue or whatever. And it it was we need this to be hot. We need this to be like the kind of an indicator of what's to come. But I don't know, maybe slowish. It's just like the how I felt about the Wale. I don't think you need to jump out there and make a, a viral radio hit to to jump back in there. Just dip your toe in the water. I don't know if this accomplished that because I don't think this was a necessarily a good song. But, you know, who knows what's to come. I think Meg's Lane is staying in the fun party song lane and just stick to that lane. Unfortunately. Oh, oh well, uh, uh, I don't know if we should say that. But I, I I think that's fine. Like currency's lane is weed smoking music. Uh, Key Glock's lane is thug music. Whatever you want. I don't want to hear Key Glock talking about depression and shit like that. Um, I, I think Meg can do it. It just maybe she needs to play around with the sound on it a little bit. Like because this kind of sounded like it was supposed to be a record that you want to hear when you go out, but the lyrics within it didn't really match, which can make things confusing. Mm. Uh, so I think that's just yeah. kind of part of finding that perfect balance and science of like, this can be a hit and it can be poppy, but it doesn't have to sound like, I don't know, clubby. Yeah. I'm looking forward to more music from Meg, um, just to see where this next era is going or what she, what she can build off. Um, so We'll see. Any other singles? Uh, anything else we got to talk about for music? I want to say no. Nah. I don't know if there were any. Uh, I think I talked about this before. That Alex Isley, Terrence Martin is really good. Uh, definitely going to oh, yeah, keep yeah, standing yeah. on that. That shit is yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, right. Other than that, yeah, I don't think it's anything new. Oh, music. that that Wayne first, bro. On that Benny the Butcher shit. Oh, I still haven't listened to that. You went crazy. 
I got it. If niggas want to crack it up real quick. Bro, niggas play with butcher, hit that brick. Who oh, are niggas that buffalo? Big dog, Siberian husky flow. I've been a big dog since a puppy, though. My kennel was a bungalow. You could walk the dog, I still run it, so run from it. Niggas that be barking turn to hush puppies. Fuck money. I throw bread out like I'm duck hunting. Bitches on me like fleas, but I don't need no bugs. Bunny Tunchi and the butcher. I shoot you, he a jugger. The mute be on the blooker, that's the Uzi with the shusher. The doobies looking fuller, and the Jews be full of boogers. Diamonds cover the watch face like a Sunni and the Muslim. Got the hoochies and the hookers with the booties in the bosom. Snipers like Kevin Durant. Shooters be like Devin Booker. I'm a black soprano. The key's wider than the black piano. Your female dog suck my cock and spang your ass dog hoe. I smack the dog shit out your dog though. For that doggy bag, I sing your ass where all dogs go. Nigga, why is he snapping like this? G? I need him to stay like this. Just honestly, I don't think I need the Carter Six. Just do features. Just do features. Just do features. It's really that. Easy. That's it. Just do features. Bro said the shit covered a watch face like a Sunni and a Muslim. I was like, nigga, why is Wayne killing shit like this, bro? But yeah, that shit was nuts, bro. He got an album coming out next week, I think, with uh, Two Chains. Collie Grove, too. Yeah, and that first song was not. mm. No, (laughs) we know what it's going to be, bro. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, let's get let's get into the shoutouts, man. Got the games on the shit, so I uh, don't know what you got, bro. Oh uh, man, R.I.P. to my man Matthew Perry, man. That that yeah, shit, man. that shit hit hard, dog. I'm a I'm a huge Friends fan. I know, you know, it's not it's not the best look for the black community, but that show it hits. It got me through some <laughs> tough times too. It, it really did. And um, yeah, man, Shout just R.I.P. R.I.P. to my legend, and he was my favorite character too. Um, so yeah, man. You think it was some foul play involved? Um I, I hope not. I, I don't think so. Cause he struggled a lot with drug addiction. And I think his body just at, at it just, you know, it, it took its toll. Like I, I read mm. he had like a whole bunch of surgeries and stuff like that. I hope not. I, I don't think so, but you know, more will be revealed, I guess. Okay. See what you got. Oh, um, shout out to, I guess, whoever got Lil' Kim's panties. She wants to you to identify yourself. She apparently tossed them out in a concert this week. She I was so pissed I missed that set. Huh? <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted the draws? I, I didn't want the draws, but that set, because I, I was at the, the Meg set, and I was waiting on like Melo and them to come back from it, but it was so many people that we couldn't get separated because the phones weren't working. Mm-hmm. So I had to sit at the Meg set even after it was done. And then the Kim set came on right after that. And bro, I was so pissed that I missed that set, bro. It looked like it was crazy. And that's what she threw her panties at, man. <laughs> Does she want them back? No, nah, I think she just wants to know who got them. So. Uh, also, shout out to this is Aaron. Shout out to Aaron Matson. She was the uh, youngest head coach in NCAA history. Of She's a field hockey coach um, at UNC. She was a former player. Um, and they just won her first season. They just won the ACC conference title, got the number one ranking, and she's only 23. And shout out, and she's your Yeah, 
Anything else? Nah, that's it. Uh, my shout out is first one is going to the FDA. Well, not the FDA, but they they came out with a a, a new cure for sickle cell. Um, apparently, and the FDA's uh, reviewing it now. So hopefully that comes to fruition. I know uh, sickle cell mostly affects black people, so we definitely need that. Um. Also, I, this is not even a shout out, but like celebrities, stop training with Lethal Shooter, bro. Like, why am I seeing clips on IG of French Montana? Like, why does French Montana need to shoot 37 from three? 37% from three, bro. Nigga, if you don't get in the lab and make fucking Coke Boys five or whatever number we on, like, this this shouldn't be happening, bro. <laughs> but if you think about it, you, you would probably do it, though. If, if you yeah. were like, in, if you were in that situation, you would definitely go into a lethal shooter. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. I don't need to be shooting like cold ass threes. I'm French Montana. Thing is, I wouldn't put it on Instagram, though. I would just show up at the gym one day with the clip. That should be pissing me off. Like, I don't understand it, but yeah. Uh, shout out to Joe Joe Smith and his wife, man. They they really got niggas caught up in these schemes, but it is what it is. It worked. It did work. They, they I know they getting some traffic now, so uh, shout out to them, man. Um, anything y'all got to say about this football Sunday before we get up out of here? Nah, man. Continue to pray for Tyrese. Real shit. You think the Eagles gonna win tonight? I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna stand on business. They gonna hold it down. Mm. Ooh, it's Dallas, I right? Know y'all lost. Yeah, you know y'all lost like the last what three or four times. Let's get back season. Okay. <laughs> all right, man. Well, <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's all I have to say. Uh, anything else to say before we get up out of here? Y'all stay safe, man. Get that countdown in. Use y'all PTO. I know y'all save some up for the end of this year. Make sure y'all go ahead and put that on the calendar. That's a fact. All right, man. Well, we appreciate y'all for listening, man. We hope all y'all have a great week and long little boss, man. We got him. Yes, sir.